glad it came with pancakes. So like two pancakes, two sausage, two bake, two pieces of bacon, two eggs, and toast. Wow. It's like shit. That's a lot. It's good. You're good till dinner now. No, I know I'm solid. That's hilarious. Oh, well, man. we'll kick it off here. Welcome back to the Creatives Podcast. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Panorams Media. Uh, your local source for video production <laughs> in the Ottawa area. Thank you, Panorama's Media, for sponsoring this podcast. You rock. and Always. Uh, always. Number one. Number always. one. <laughs> so today I'm joined by none other than uh, Mr. Francois Mittens, who is a amazingly talented photographer based in Ottawa. We've worked together over the last couple of years on various projects and uh I've invited him onto the show because I think that he has a very unique perspective on creativity and I wanted to explore that. So in the last episode, we spoke to Joseph Julian. He's a music producer in Ottawa. He does kind of like house music, EDM. He's been at it for like 10 or 12 years and it was an interesting conversation to talk to someone in the music space. So here we are kind of up up my alley talking with you uh, in the the photo space. So before we dive into that... uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the motivation of this this podcast. Mm. It's kind of the goal here is to to explore creativity and talk to people who embody creativity and it's at the forefront of their efforts like on a daily basis. So that could be in all sorts of ways that you implement creativity in yours in your in your ways. What I know it to be is cameras, but I'm hoping we can explore that and see if there's any other ways that you ex- yeah. embody creativity. And just to unfold all that is creative from where it's coming from, where it's going, and uh, gonna do that by just having conversations with awesome people like you. So we'll kick it off, Francois. Awesome. Tell me what makes you a creative. Oof. Man, lots of ways makes me a creative. I have a lot of past in creativity and arts. Um, so I can start there, which makes me a creative. Um, started painting and drawing since I was a kid went into like a specialized art program for like four years of just painting every single day wow. um, sculpting pastel drawing like everything so I learned like a lot of my base of art mm-hmm. in that sense very like the old school arts and things like that or the applied arts whatever however you want to say it that's so that's how I kind of like dived into the arts and kind of have like a love for it and like a love for aesthetics and mm-hmm. pleasing things and problem solving and creating things so that's how I kind of like started my creative journey and I just love it. Like that's, that's what makes me creative is just like every single day. Like my tagline is, what will we create today, man? I love like that. it's just what it is. Like every single day is a new day. So don't dwell on the past and just create something new. Be inspired, be curious, see around the world and just see what you can create. Just experiment that. with life, man. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely love that tagline of your that's your brand. So Mitz is your brand, right? Yeah. Like that's kinda how you've branded yourself as a as a creator. Mm-hmm. I love that. What will we create today? Cause it's it's like it's two sided. Like you're inviting people to come and we are gonna create it. It's not like I am gonna mm-hmm. create and you're just part of it. It's like, no, we're creating it together. I love that. Exactly. And not a lot of brands have a question as a mm-hmm. slogan. A lot of it is just like let's just do it or something like that it's like something you're going to do yeah um but this is a question which is like yeah like you said it invites people to come in and come into my creative mind and my creative world and like let's build something i love that amazing yeah i love that um so you you started draw i had no idea you started with drawing like that's Mm. that's so how did it go from drawing to cameras (laughs) like you know it's it's, yeah i mean it's not a uh it's it's a likely transition but i'm curious like how did it 
end up in the cameras from pastel and art. Yeah, very, very weird way that I got here, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it used to be arts like that, like old school arts. Then I did a lot of airbrushing, like old school airbrushing. Really? I had a mentor that used to work for CBC that does like all the, the art graphics like way back in the 90s. Yeah. So I had him as a mentor. He, he does photography too. So he kind of like showed me a little bit of photography. I kind of mm -hmm. like took a little point and shoot, went on travels, went to London, yeah. had fun down there. So I kind of like slowly got into cameras. My dad used to use film and photograph a lot. Nice. So kind of like, it was always in the back of my mind, but then I went into graphic design. So I was like trying to find a way of making money. Like how do I make money for the arts? Mm -hmm. And of course painting, it's not, it's hard to make a living. There's ways to do it, but I was like, I need to make it like a normal nine to five job or something that can make it happen. Right. So I went into graphic design. So I was like, cool. Cause I love design and I have a very like linear, like clean look. So I did three years of uh, college for that at Gawquin. Mm -hmm. And throughout that time, like I was shooting with somebody in the past. Like I used to shoot her horse competitions. Wow. <laughs> so this I started horse photo gig. First like... photo gig is horse photography. That's quite a challenge. It's like one, equine. Honestly. Yeah. Like, we're, were you we're... panning shots of the horses and stuff or were you Yeah, just, just like... like trying to get them as they jump and things wow. like that. Worst thing, bro. <laughs> Canon XS Rebel or XS, yeah, XS Rebel. The first one had like, like three the first gen of the Rebel cameras. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. My first camera was a <laughs> Canon T7i, so probably yeah. seventh generation of that. Oh yeah. Wow. It was nuts. So crazy to focus. So I, like I learned a lot through that. Um, yeah, and then through through college, mm -hmm. I love graphic design, but I like the interaction of people, showing people and seeing art and what I can make with people. Like just more lively things and less just design based, more like right. instead of being on the laptop and just doing my designs, like which is great, which is amazing. But I love the interaction, the human connection and mm -hmm. the moving of things and like being hands on. So that's why photography was always a thing. So I would like leave class early to go do a photo shoot downtown and things like that. <laughs> so I kept doing yeah, that. And yeah, like my buddy Ace was like, man, bro, like just quit, bro. <laughs> just quit. You're, you're doing photography more than you're going into classes. Like, yeah. bro, just quit. Did you finish it? I finished it. I, okay. I did my three. Yeah. Nice. And I did my internship. Yeah. Um, I got speed. And then that's where he saw my photography skills and where it was at. Mm -hmm. And my, my vision for not having beautiful pictures. Like that's not what I, it's not the thing I want the most. Like, yes, of course the work has to look great, but it's the messaging behind it. And I always wanted to know, like, how do you get to that point? How is your message so good that everybody is like, whoa, I can connect with that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like when you see commercials and ads, sometimes you can connect with them. You're like, wow, that's deep. That is deep. That's crazy. Do you yeah. get there by like asking your clients questions? Is that how you get? Because the, the deep messaging, it's like, it's not easy. Like it's hard to come up with original ideas, mm -hmm. but like, how do you get to that point of deep, meaningful messaging? Or try to at least. Yeah, and it's from it comes from deep understanding. Okay. You, you, I can have a conversation, quick things, and I can pop a couple ideas and things like that, and we can go with it. Yeah. But a deeper I dive into who you are, your brand, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. the more I have a deeper understanding of exactly who you are as a person, what how you think. Yeah. And it's like I'm trying to like literally mimic your brain into my brain until I fully understand you and see what your issues are, what not like like what I can solve for you. And then from mm -hmm. there, you have all this knowledge and information that you can bring to the table when you create. Yeah. So you have a canvas already pre-done mm -hmm. so that when you actually start 
creating work or coming up with the concepts as a creative director, yeah, you all you have all that research backed up to help you out, and that's where the ideas are like insane. That's really cool. Yeah, and then as as the situations unfold, I guess that's when you just start. Do you kind of wing it? Like, do you kind of have a plan and then just like don't do you do you, do you kind of box it in or do you let your ideas run wild? Hmm. Here and there. Yeah, if you can. I mean, yeah. if the project allows it. Yeah, like what I do is I have, I call it discovery. The agency calls it discovery too. Mm-hmm. And that's where the question phase. Right. Interviews of employees or whatnot. Like you learn a lot about the company or the person, whoever you're working with. Mm-hmm. You learn all of that and then you go into ideation. And that's where you really explore things. Mm-hmm. So then you can do a little bit of research just so you can have an understanding of your background, your competitors and all that. And then that's, yeah go wild man like have a crazy bunch of ideas Mm -hmm. but your ideas always have to relate to what is the goal of this production that's interesting right yeah like if your goal is to have more viewers and you want to market a specific kind of demographic or something like that Mm -hmm. if i'm not doing something it could be crazy out of the box but if it's not relaying back to your objective your goals Mm -hmm. for the project then i'm not hitting the mark right so it's always go crazy but then be like, oh, does it come back to the objectives? If it doesn't, then it's not going to work. Find something else. Interesting. And keep going like that. So yeah. it's, it always it helps you. It's like a, a grounding point to help mm-hmm. you keep going. So that's that's a that's a really powerful framework. I like from the way you explain it. It's powerful for creating for other people. But do you ever explore, like, let's say you're creating just for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're you're grabbing your tools, whatever it is, and you're you're just going out. Do you do you endeavor in kind of that stuff where you don't have to go back necessarily, where it's just you just go out there and see what the heck mm. happens? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that's why, like here and there, I'll do like creative projects yeah. where it's like we have a, we we build up a concept, yeah. but it's very free flowing, and then we just create stuff. So sometimes it's like grounded, which like. Mm-hmm the company work is more grounded because there's specific goals for the brand. Like you want to help them grow as a company and not just shoot something to make it look beautiful and post. And that's that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, on the other side is like, I like to experiment, try the new things, be curious. And that's a very big thing about me and the the brand I've been building is Mm -hmm. be curious. And I'm very curious. It's like, let's create this. What if we bring in this crazy idea I want an elephant for this shoot. Yeah. How do I make that happen? And yeah. you just like, you go on this crazy, and it might work, it might not, but it's like, what if? And that's what I think elevates a lot of people's work. Mm-hmm. If you actually think like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. Let's shoot here and we'll have this kind of like cool little setup. We'll put a bench and a backdrop. Okay, but what if I do that, but on a rooftop? Like, yeah. it's like, how do you bring it to the next level? People is going to look at it and be like, oh, dang, that's yeah. sick. I like that. Right. That's that's interesting. It's uh, it's it's kind of uh, it's interesting to hear you say that. It's kind of why I wanted to explore this whole topic mm-hmm. of creativity and like the motivation of this podcast was, like, there's that formal definition of creativity, which I'm just gonna read here, and yeah. it's um, relating to or involving the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work, and that is a very good definition. But it's I like mm. the idea of not boxing it in the whole think crazy elephant rooftop elephant on the rooftop yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's it's very powerful and i know you you kind of mentioned it a bit but why do you so so given all that you said mm-hmm. why do you wake up every morning and want to keep doing like edit like why do you keep involving creativity in what you do it's just a passion i have i just 
love it. Like mm -hmm. I can't have a day without creating something. And that's yeah. where also the slogan came from, what we'll create today. Like every single morning, yeah. what do I ask myself? What am I gonna create? Like it doesn't have to be like photo related or client related. Mm -hmm. Like, I love cooking. That's another thing. Like, nobody really knows that much about it until they actually know me. Nice. I love cooking. Oh, everyone knows you love yeah, cooking. Yeah, everyone knows <laughs> it. So, like, I love cooking. So, like, what am I going to create today? Let me go find some ingredients I've never worked with and let me create something that's completely different. So, I'll do that every single week just mm -hmm. to keep my mind stimulated because I hate being on the same, like, doing the same thing repetitively. Yeah. It, 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 bo it bothers me. I like to, like, I can still do it, but then, like, let's add something new. Well, like, what's next? Like, how can I be curious and add something else to make it better? Yeah. And I find that's why, like, I just love to create every single day. Because I yeah. just, like, what what can I do today to make something just fun, just interesting? Mm -hmm. it's, I, it just brings something to life, man. Yeah, absolutely. Bring something to life. That's so, that's so important. I like how you yeah. kind of, like, dialed it back to, like, a very simple, like, mm. yeah, you work with cameras a lot and you work with clients. But, like, it's, like, as simple as literally creating a meal or creating... Uh, an idea or whatever like I think that itself is very powerful and that speaks volumes to kind of the work you do because you're not always looking through the same outlets right you're expressing your creativity in different ways yeah and I find that it really helps like mm -hmm. learning different things will have will give you such a like a understanding of everything mm -hmm. that you can advance a lot easier in a way like you have a lot of tools to go back to if you need right. it right like if i have a lot of knowledge on food uh -huh. and cars and this and that or whatever and i bring it all together i have all this knowledge that can help me make something that much better because i yeah. know it what you don't know you can't use as much exactly so that's why and then a teacher i forget her name but a teacher back in algonquin was like just do something you've never done every single day just push the envelope you don't like sardines eat a sardine today you don't like this, do something. You don't you, you don't go for hikes, go for a hike today. Mm -hmm. Like do something new that'll like elevate your mind and kind of like think differently. And I mm -hmm. think it, it really advances you. And I think every person is a creative and it's just their whole life. Like your whole life, you've been through all these steps, all these stages in your life. But all that has became to like what your mind is and how creatively you are. Mm -hmm. My background might be completely different. And it's cool that having like all these different people with different mindsets, some come with the same ideas. Mm -hmm. But if you keep pushing and you bring those minds together, man, the, the, the beautiful work that comes together yeah. when people get together is just amazing. I and love I love that. it, man. I love that outlook of uh, everyone is a creative. I think oh. the, way, the way society is, I think maybe it's easy to get lost in the consuming side of things because we're just mass consumption of digital and you know material things and i feel like it's hard uh like you get you get lost in it you know i'm definitely guilty of it too like i get sometimes lost in the consumption but the everyone is capable of creativity and uh it's just a matter of uh like i guess exercising that right as simple yeah. as simple exactly as that. it's like before maybe you started doing photography and video yeah you wouldn't see things the same way you would see them right now. As yeah. you walk around, you see things differently. And it's, it's yeah, it's an exercise. Everybody can draw, everybody yeah. can cook. You just actually have to learn it. Yeah. And once you learn it, it's amazing. It's a, a new skill you can use. Mm -hmm. And I find having a repository of all those skills brings you to like a next level. Like I have painting, I can airbrush, I have my graphic design background, mm -hmm. I can do web development. I worked with print presses, so I know how to work the whole print wow. process. Like old school. Yeah, old yeah. school. 
graphic design. I already said that. Yeah. Photography, cinematography, mm-hmm. creative direction, art direction, design. Like it just like piles up. Just piles. You're a very well-rounded individual. And it and it helps. Yeah. And it helps, especially for agency work, mm-hmm. right? Like agents, agencies need somebody that can speak to everybody in the agency and understand them. Yeah. So I can talk to graphic designer. I want this exactly, and I know how to say it mm-hmm. in the lingo. So it's just easier. Yeah, that's find that way too. That's really cool, man. Um, so like that's why that's why I fell in love with the photo video space as well mm. because of the way that you can bring in all of those different skills. Like I'm a very like technical person. I love like things that are a little bit complex and uh, I guess uh, I like to work with my hands. And I find like that that realm of camera. I get to kind of apply all that technical skills and then it's in a in a into something that can be shared you know the result can be shared the process can be shared even like the process of setting up this podcast here in the in a arboretum exactly arboretum <laughs> that word i trouble saying i know i hate saying that word arboretum but. it's it's fun because it's like we we created this this episode together and that's why i was i was very much looking forward to having this mm. conversation with you because we've worked together like in many different like different aspects with like uh, commercial work and like client work and drone stuff, real estate, all sorts of realms. Francois and I have worked together, yeah. but it's fun to kind of sit down and like pick your brain about this stuff. Um, I will touch a little bit of base on where we are today. Uh, it's it's <laughs> November, by the way, and I'm sitting outside in a t-shirt. It's 22 degrees in November, and I'm comfortably sitting outside in a t-shirt. It's both concerning and like just amazing at the same time. <laughs> it's been, it's been a nice season. Like yeah. I can't deny it. It's just been nice and warm. It's I'm like so this nice. is crazy. Usually I'm inside doing everything indoors now. Yeah. But I'm like, "Oh, I can still do it outdoors." I'm like, amazing. Yeah, I know. I love it. I know you you probably see things. I feel like you lo- you're one person who looks at light a lot because I've worked with you and you're you're mm-hmm. really good at uh, bringing in artificial light, but when you look at, like, for example, this treescape in front of us in the Arboretum where there's home to over a thousand species of trees. It's a really cool park. If you're in yeah. Ottawa, you should come by this place. It's called the Experimental Farm, Central Experimental Farm. And it's, like, right in the middle of the city. It's beautiful. It's like Ottawa's Central Park, honestly. Really cool. Uh, they have, like, lots of plant life and uh, animals here, and they do, like, a lot of research, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you, do you look at things and look at how light interacts with it a lot? Like, oh, even yeah. in just regular... Driving along the side of the road, all the way the lights hitting that. Always. And I find that's what helps a lot. Yeah. There's like there's different approaches of light. And I actually have I'm doing a course. No way. I, I don't know if it's this month or next month or next open year. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be open to the public. Just like how to shape light. Wow, um, I'm sign up for that. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun one. It's actually yeah. fun. Like I, I did, I've been building the deck for like a month now. And That's it's amazing. Like, it's solid. You heard um, it first here. There's gonna yeah. be a course coming up. So follow Francois <laughs> on Instagram. Fun. I'll put his information in the description. So yeah, keep an eye. You're dropping a course. So yeah. yeah, tell me about it a little bit if you. Yeah, if you yeah, can. for sure. So I find like a lot of people see as, especially photographers, mm-hmm. you don't. You're not. Tr- you're trying to actually light a scene. Right. And that's the thing. But a lot of people just put two lights in front of your face and like, oh, it's lit. Right. It's bright. It's clean. It works. But how do you how do you shape it? How do you control it? And a lot of people don't have the knowledge or just the practice of just mm-hmm. controlling light. Like everybody can light something. That's not that's not a problem. I can put two lights there or one light or whatever and make it lit. Yeah. <laughs> make it lit. But <laughs> make it lit. But it's how do you control light? How do you shape it to bring mood? Like as a cinematographer, a lot of things are backlit or like 90% of the time it's always backlit. Yeah. But 
but you need light at the front so you have to wrap the light around so it's, it's learning how to use different things like a grid and things like that to shape light properly mm -hmm. and that's why i find and what's good to do for us for like a lot of people is just look at your environment you, like we're outside what's the source of light the sun what's the diffusion we got massive clouds and then trees so it's nice diffused light and that's yeah. why it's so soft and it's like okay so if I would l try to recreate this or the sun would be gone and blacked out, you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Same thing with a dining room setup. Where's the light? Ceiling usually. So light from the top. If there's a mm -hmm. window, you light from the side. It's like seeing where light normally interacts with people and try to recreate it so it looks natural. And that's the cinematography way of doing it. It's like make, like you're not artificially trying to put light, you're, or you are, but you're trying to make it look as natural as you can. Right. And the, the greatest the greatest compliment is like, wow, this looks so natural. Yeah. It's like that is the greatest compliment because you've done your job of lighting something, but it doesn't look like it's lit. And that's where like on the photography side, you need more lights. And that's what I mix the cinematography, making it look natural, but then bringing a couple extra lights to make mm -hmm. have the photography look that is bright enough for commercial work. And it's like a mix and match of those two that I play with. Yeah. So you're going to be teaching a lot of these concepts in that course? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to go over a couple images, dissect images, um, go over like the key things of how do you shape light, like what tools you can use to shape lights. Yeah. Um, I might go over a couple programs I use to just help myself build sets. Right. And I like as concept wise. Yeah, plan it out kind of thing. Um, and then I'll be creating a set. So I'll have a set built out mm -hmm. and then we'll play around with the lights, build the light set up and mm -hmm. then it's open. It's going to be like a workshop type of thing. Yeah, workshop. So like whoever's involved can like interact with you and work with you on Yeah, a so real so it'll be a nice lights and figure it out. Yeah, so it'll be really a nice cool. little small group. I think we're doing 20 maybe. Yeah. Just so it's easier cuz I know last time was like 30. Yeah. It's getting a little crazy. So like 20 I think would be a nice good number. Yeah, I love that. Um and then yeah, once I go through all like the my deck and everything like that and talk mm -hmm. to you and like everybody has more knowledge of how do you shape something then we go on an actual setup mm -hmm. and then on that setup i'll show you why i put my lights where i put them talk about it and then yeah. if people have questions well how do you make it brighter how do you make it darker if i want to bring this in and then i'll, I'll just it'll be a free-for-all you have questions ask me and i'll show you on set kind of like amazing. as we go so yeah. it'll be a fun one to do i look forward nice to and interactive yeah, yeah it'll be a fun so, one. yeah keep an eye <laughs> keep an eye on francois uh instagram and my instagram because i'll definitely like share yeah. that information when it is uh happening so you can sign up and learn how to how to shape light that whole the saying the statement shaping light I think is something because light cannot be touched. I feel like it's something that I personally had trouble wrapping my head around the idea of shaping light. I think yeah. one of the areas of, of cinematography and, and video production that I strive to, to learn as much as possible. Like I feel like I still know nothing is lighting that idea of shaping light. It's like, it goes against like everything, everything yeah. you know, because a shape is a, you know, you're taught what a shape is in school and you're taught that, you can only shape physical things like a clay thing or play-doh or whatever but like shaping light is is really cool and it i mean you don't even have to be shaping it yourself like like you said look yeah. up at the sun how's the sun like lighting up this tree in front of me and how does the shadow look and one thing i love to do is is uh watch how the sun interacts with our environment throughout uh, mm -hmm. the cycle of a day and then throughout the cycle of a year as well. So mm -hmm. a good reference for me that I use is like, I, w I see the way it hits my house. Where does the sun set relative to my house? 
And like I could see it, then you get an idea of how it moves and sets in a different area and casts different directional yeah. shadows. But and, I, it, and it it comes back to light. Yeah. It comes back to like you light a scene. Is it midday? Your light's gonna be nice and high. Yeah. If you're trying to do evening, it'll be nice and low going through the window, like at mm-hmm. eye level. It's like it like little things like that that like you observe every single day. Yeah. You need to know it and like everybody knows it subconsciously, mm-hmm. but then you have to recreate it to make it look natural. And a lot, yeah, and like shape and light, it's completely. Like, when you think about it, like, just as a normal person, you're like, what? But then when you, de- you're like, that's completely crazy. And it come, it like, it just makes me think of my old mentor mm-hmm. was like, you can draw, you can draw, okay? Let's say I'm drawing your face. I can draw your face, but I can also erase it. You can draw by erasing. And I was like, what? Yeah. So let's say, <laughs> elaborate a little. so let's say I, I, um, let's put it this way. Let's say I'm drawing eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Oh, but now I know I want a notch in your eyebrow. Yeah. You erase it off. Yeah. Like you use erasing to add texture. You can you can use that as a tool to take off darkness to bring it brighter. Yeah. On on drawing. Well, so for sun. So sun is the opposite, but it's that it's the op, it's the opposite of drawing. Yeah. So lighting. Let's say we have an eggshell. Yeah. You're lighting it. Oh, bro, it's too dark on this side. You put an air light. Oh, but now it's too bright. Oh, and like you just keep putting lights, but the opposite of putting a light would be blocking the light mm-hmm. and that is shaping. Interesting. So the opposite of lighting is blocking it. Yeah. Like you're, you're making it darker. And that's where like, let's say you have an egg and a light. You put a black material on one side and you darken that side. And it's how do you use objects and things to shape light? And it's just like, come. Like it's for me, it's like yeah, okay, whatever. You shape light. Like, I can tell it's, it's exciting. Like it's something it's, that yeah. fascinates you because I've worked with you on mm. set, and like I'm amazed at how you light things in ways that like they're simple to me. I know it's kind of like a running joke we have using haze, for example. Yeah. So like I think of like a old high school dance. If you don't know what haze is, it's like a smoke machine, right? It's the same yeah. thing as a smoke machine. So. Um, I love how you would use that to get like really hard light beams like and that's sh- is that considered shaping light with when you bring that in or is that like are you just adding texture to it because hmm. you're technically putting something in front of the light even though it's yeah like i wouldn't know like i know it's like it's bringing atmosphere to something yeah. it's bringing i mean it is lighting because yeah. you're lighting the scene because it helps light more mm-hmm. it's that's shaping in a way but shaping is more bring in darker things and things like that like let's say um i want a curtain pa- uh, curtain pattern on the floor well you slash a light through the curtains and you'll get like those those lights yeah. well you can use a lot of different tools to recreate that on a smaller uh, yeah. version like a, with a gobo and things like that and that's your shape and light into something different okay but i guess you are shaping light but you're more you're accentuating the... I don't know. I don't know how you would say it, but anyways. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm just asking. I was yeah, just curious. No, it's, yeah. But uh, that's really cool. I mean, I've been watching how the sun has been changing throughout this episode yeah. and like hitting <laughs> the side of your face and I'm like, wow, that looks really nice. Yeah. Because it went from cloudy and restarted and now it's like some nice sunlight. But yeah. Um, yeah, lighting. I mean, I think we could sit here and probably talk for like four hours on just like lighting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to kind of dive a little bit into... Um, a little bit about you and and what you do and um, so can you tell me like where where do you think your creative energy like originates from? Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's hard to tell. Like since I've been a kid, like mm-hmm. 
anyways, I'm not going to say stories, but crazy things. Like, I would just create. Yeah. And it was just, like, imagination and just creating things. It was, like, it doesn't have to be arts-related or anything. It was just creating something. And then I started going into the arts. And it's just, I don't know, man, just, I don't know where it originated. It's just, since, I don't know if it's, like, genetic or not mm. genetics, but, like, from the from the family or whatnot. It's just, yeah. like, I just always loved it. I find it's a way of expressing when you when your words can express something i find even poetry is expression but i find i was a very quiet kid i'm still a quiet kid but not Mm -hmm. as much as i used to be Mm -hmm. so i found that i guess creativity and going into painting and drawing and this and that helped me express myself without being without needing to say a lot of words to people i think that might be why it started and grew It's kind of cool. That makes well, sense. Well, I think that's how it started. And then from there, it's just like, Absolutely. it just clicks. It seems like you get, based on what you're telling me, that you you get more creative energy from creating. It's like you do one thing, and then that gives you energy to make something else, right? Like, I feel like... You can never over-create. No, it starts with the curiosity yeah. of, like, what would this look like? Or what, can, what will we create today? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just has this, like, momentum, right? Like, I find uh, motivation itself can't just be, like, you're just like, I'm motivated. I'm going to go and do whatever, like, uh, ambitious task. I find, mm-hmm. like, you got to get the ball rolling to then, you, action then le- leads to motivation is what I found in, in yeah. my processes, at least. Yeah, and, then, like, especially like, a lot of people, like, even me, like, our motivation will go right down. Yeah. But I still am creative, maybe not in mm-hmm. the daily things I do in terms of, a, like, a, a professional like maybe it's cooking or like an, an outlet, a different outlet, but I'll right. still be creating no matter what. Right. It's just sometimes like the passion, not the passion, but just the motivation to do it is gone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's the creativity is always there. What do you do in those times when like when you when you find like your motivation's low and you feel kind of you, you maybe feel like you're doing the same thing over and over? Like, what do you what do you do? Do you have any like techniques or? things that you know how to nurture that energy to come back mm-hmm. to it i try to just diverse the energy elsewhere okay so that's where like cooking became a big thing it's like always coming up with new recipes yeah the other one that's been like right now this year has been a lot is just talking to new people or just talking to people like kerbins netter amazing creative in ottawa like i don't have any other conversations like that like very rarely and those conversations are nuts we grab a coffee and we'll just drive and do laps i love that around and we'll just chat about things and it's like it's cool to see people like even with you man it's like some people are not at the same level like just not mentally Mm -hmm. but like in in life and where they are business-wise whatnot so it's hard to talk to a lot of people i agree when the levels are not they're not connecting so finding people that i can connect to and we can talk about the same thing and like we have like a passionate talk and keep going 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 for hours like this right now yeah that's what i love so i find doing that helps me bring motivation back because a lot of times when you're feeling down it's because like you're over scrolling instagram or you're doing this and that and you're just like out of energy to create because you're doing like repetitions Mm -hmm. so i find talking to creatives and seeing their different outputs and seeing how they approach creativity just in general and with life i'm like oh that's interesting and then you just talk talk you just start talking mm-hmm. and you just come up with crazy ideas and crazy concepts and it's just like it helps me motivate myself I'm like okay now i got like all this like hyped up energy i'm like yo yeah. i'm down to go create now let's let's do something cool i love that and you just go out yeah so i find that's what boosts back my battery mm-hmm. as much as i'm like a intro 
extra introvert yeah as much as I was an introvert mm-hmm. talking to people helps like here and there will actually help me boost me up and like help me out yeah especially when you're stuck that. yeah yeah because i find myself like i tend to be a very like intro mm-hmm. I, I i start introverted and i start like i don't want to talk and like i kind of get a like, little bit foggy like i don't know i i find it's it's hard but once i start talking like this conversation yeah. here and it's kind of like why i wanted to launch this project of the creatives was mm-hmm. the conversations like this give me energy like i feel like i can get up from this this like this conversation here once we're done and just like just run or something yeah and, like, it's go. nuts it's weird yeah like i started yeah. the day i was a little bit tired slept a bit late last night and like now i'm like i'm energized a bit mm-hmm. uh, just from the talking but yeah i find weird. that was like it's it's a big thing especially yeah. now especially I find just creatives in general or even artists like a lot of people are very like I'm in my own space let me just create Mm -hmm. and sometimes you get so in your head that you're comparing yourself or like this and that and you're just like stuck and you and like and then that's where you get demotivated and you just like crash and burn Mm -hmm. but then talking to people will bring that back up so I find doing that here and there like just meeting up with friends or meeting up with people in the industry like every like couple weeks or every week or whatever just like boosting it back up just to get ideas going Mm -hmm. because like i said at the start like everybody is a creative and everybody has their own um walk of life right and coming together and talking about that and having this different perspectives really helps like you're like wow that's enlightenment let me like use that and like i find like the the energy trade-off when you're in person with people yeah with creatives is just insane it is and even like so so that i know the digital space is like we are over communicating maybe we won't get into that but the fact that you can just like talk to anybody anywhere in the world in an instant i think it's incredible but i feel i feel like we've we've lost the the whole point of of how all these like platforms were birthed it was birthed mm-hmm. due to like a, a desire for communication but i feel like now we're kind of all like you know hiding behind it uh, because we're lost in like the scrolling or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and I want to invite you to just like reach out to people, comment on their stuff, like message them. I have, I created a, a discord channel in an attempt to have some sort of place where people can just like throw out their ideas or get some feedback. And like, uh, that's kind of how this started. It started yeah. with a discord channel called the creatives. And I'm like, maybe we should talk because it needs to be more than this. And then I, I want it kind of all to be this, uh, community thing that we all like can can go to uh if if we need to with with no other motivation like there's i'm not trying to sell anything i'm Mm -hmm. literally just trying to like get nurture that energy and that um what is it the trade-off where where i give you energy you give me energy we all give each other energy and then we just make stuff and then yeah it's 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 quite ambitious but i think it's 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 good it's It's worth it's worth it it's worth it absolutely like especially like here and there sometimes I'll just post stories I'm like yo who wants who wants lunch let's go mm-hmm. coffee coffee meetups and I met a bunch of creatives that I've yeah. never known like I know they've been around but I've never met them yeah like it's incredible like especially right now like it was like crazy and then I, I just meet them and mm-hmm. it's like energy trade off like a little bit of knowledge yeah. here and there or I give knowledge and it's just like it's just fun to build a community so it's not like everybody's in their own lane doing their own thing and that's no. that because it's always I find I don't want to say it, Ottawa or whatnot, or anywhere you are, I think, yeah. is like you're always trying to get to the top. Right. And then that's all you're trying to do. So it's just all competition. But I find when you get together with other creatives, you learn so much more and you mm-hmm. elevate so much. 
higher and quicker. It's insane. And, like, you don't have to be the best of friends, but, like, just talking with people and having a community is just so much better than just being in your own lane, your own little bubble, and just trying to skyrocket to the top. I agree. Yeah, we got to we gotta break we gotta break free of uh, of that and try to communicate more. I think, so, for me personally, like, mm. I find it, uh, I enjoy, every time I have a new conversation with someone that's out of my comfort zone, I find it, I always love it afterwards. I feel great. It gives me more ideas, more energy. But I find before going into it, I'm like, should I be doing this? I don't know if I want to do this. Oh, like, maybe we'll just, whatever, we'll put it off or whatever. Like, I don't know if you can relate to that, but that's kind of like, that's the way my brain goes. My brain tries to talk me off the edge and it's like, give me reason. Like, it's just like, no, you don't need to do this. And then I, I, I try to fight that urge and, and do the things that are scary anyways. Like, you know, mm-hmm. sitting down, having a random conversation, not random. This is a very great conversation, <laughs> but stuff like this. But yeah. uh, that's that's awesome to to just sit and chat, grab coffee with people. Yeah, um, and, it, and it's it's going back to like mm-hmm. just do something you don't want to do, or just do something you haven't done before, and yeah. just do it. Like it's like there's. I was watching something the other day, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, <laughs> it's like nobody cares about you. Nobody, nobody gives a damn f about anybody." Yeah, like you might care about me, but if I'm gone in Vancouver, wherever, I'm gone. Like right. it won't, it won't even cross your mind anymore. Absolutely, and it's like. Then why everybody? Why is everybody worried about everything? I'm the same way. I'm worried about everything. I, everything has to be clinically proper, right. or else I'm like flipping out. But it's just like doing those little things of like, let me eat something different. Let me go run. Let me go go to this new gym, or mm-hmm. let me talk to somebody I've never met before. Doing little things that bring you out of your comfort zone will grow you as a person, and it will make you like take more space in life. Because mm-hmm. like, I saw something. I was like, whoa! It's like. Once you're dead, people will, like, get your funeral ready, get it all done. They actually don't care about you. They'll still remember you. Give it a couple years. You'll, you'll still be in their thoughts. 72 hours, you, honestly. Yeah. They'll, they'll still be in your thoughts. Yeah. But, like, if you're super close, they'll still be in your thoughts. Yeah. But it just dilutes and goes away after time. So, it's like, yeah. why are you? Why are we making all, already, all these personas to make yourself look like you're the top G? When like when you're du- when you're gone, who's going to really? Exactly. Even if they remember you for great reasons, after that, it's like who cares? Yeah. That's why I find like just live your best best life. I'm I'm lisping like crazy today. That's okay. But um, have your best life, and just like experiment. Even if it's hard, just do little things. Yeah. Because I I hate it. I'll be straight up, man. I hate like pushing myself out there a lot, mm-hmm. but little things. Start with little things and then you start growing and like I had a workshop a couple months ago and I was like, I would have never thought I would have done a workshop. Yeah, and like, I was like speaking wow. publicly in front yeah. of people. Yeah. And then I'm starting to do more of it and talking and mm-hmm. I'll go to Toastmasters and like learn how to actually properly do um do awesome. speaks and things like that. It's yeah. just like pu- just push it out and keep going. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. man. That's uh I feel like yeah, everyone's trying to be top G. It's it's pretty funny. Like I feel like uh we, we worry a lot about the judgment of others so much to mm-hmm. the point that it stops us from doing things. Um, and I think it's, we gotta, we gotta break free of that. I feel like it takes building confidence. Like all yeah. the things you mentioned, like, you know, by just doing new stuff and talking to new people and just having new conversations. I like to try not to judge myself 
for having really weird thoughts, weird ideas. Uh, I try not to judge myself for not performing the way I expect myself to because I'm in my head. I'm I need to be like on it. Like I need to work ten hours a day and just do all the things. And then there was a time where I would just like be mad at myself for not doing that. And then that took me down this path of like no motivation. But mm-hmm. it's just I find you just got to be free or try to free yourself from it. Yeah. And like, we'll always hit it. Like I've hit it a couple of times. It's like, you're always going to hit that point of like mm-hmm. comparing yourself or like, I'm not doing this good enough. Like what's wrong? Like, why am I not doing, getting this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And then you're just, just look back on what you have and you're like, like look back at like two, two years ago and look where you are now or whatever. And you're like, damn, I've grown. Mm-hmm. And another analogy I love is a ladder. Right. When you climb a ladder, the steps are close by, or the the handles will not are close by. Right. So you can slowly climb up. Try to have them ten feet up, and try to grab the, that one, and then grab the next one. Yeah. Stop trying to aim so high mm-hmm. every single time, and try to aim smaller, and you'll climb there quicker than trying to just jump as high as you can and grab it. You will never grab it, or you might, but you'll have to like train your legs or whatnot to get there but if the steps are closer and you're doing little achievements at a time you grow so much quicker yeah i find and that's how i've grown like lighting has been maybe two three years i've been doing it Mm -hmm. like the start of covid now you're teaching it you're gonna be teaching what you've learned which is awesome. yeah it's not like i know everything but in two years two three years it's crazy the amount of stuff you learn Mm -hmm. and it's and that's how i approach things to help me boost up is i go periodically so three months six months or a year and i'm like let me hone in on something and do it for a longer period of time you Mm want to draw don't draw for 30 days and call it a day draw for three months draw for six months draw for a year Mm -hmm. you'll learn so much deeper and so much more and more techniques and then you can come back life's long man like Mm -hmm. everything it is short but But like it's long at the same time like you don't have to be a millionaire or the best at it at 25 or 20 or 30 yeah give it give it time and that's where i find mm-hmm. spending half a year or a year focusing on one thing of course you're doing other things but instead of spreading out and trying to learn everything at once focus on one thing for like six months and just drive at it until you you think you've not you've known enough about it that you can move on to something else yeah. and then you keep growing like that and then you grow so much quicker yeah i think we're just we're so conditioned for like speed uh everything is fast our food is fast our internet's fast mm-hmm. our information is fast so i feel like we've become very impatient as a as a just collective of people like we're just like if it doesn't materialize as soon as it's like you know the effort's given then it's like I'm not good at it. I'm not done at it. That's I struggled mm-hmm. a lot with that at first. I thought it was just going to happen quickly and what I didn't realize is that it takes years. Like and a year's really not that long when you go through it. If you go through a year, I find uh of giving your efforts to like uh focused mm-hmm. efforts like you said, I find the year becomes a lot more uh digestible and like satisfying in a way. Yeah, cuz you've accomplished something yeah. and you haven't just like Oh, I just got a passing grade. You've learned it to yeah. the degree where you're like in the 90s, 100%. Right. And that's how I have approached it. It's like one year, just lighting. I'll just focus on that. Like, of course, I'm doing everything else, but that is my main focus. I'll be watching videos, taking classes, taking courses, mm-hmm. looking at light, finding different ways of like learning it and just keep going until I learn as much as I can from as many people as I could. Yeah. And then I'll jump into something else. Maybe it's business. Maybe it's 
now it's I'm doing talks. So now it's like learning how to do more talks and talk yeah. to people properly and the, the communication part of things. It's like take little steps because I find, yeah, everybody's trying to do everything at the same time. You're not, you can learn, but you're not going to like improve that much. No, it's the, it's the illusion of, uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I personally, I'm not going to go shit on social media. Mm-hmm. It's a very complex like thing that exists and it exists in our brains and it exists on our phones. And I feel like that paired with the way we're raised through like a school system, I feel like wires us for just like uh, effort, reward, effort, reward, effort, reward. And then we get in this system. And then now when we put in effort and we don't get a reward at the end, whether it's like a paycheck, a grade or like a whatever, if it's Mm -hmm. just some sort of validation for it, it's like the effort no longer seems worthwhile. Um, And I I'm trying to work on doing things for the effort of doing them, like not for the end result of doing them. Obviously it's hard because you always focus on like the reward and that's why do you get up and, you know, go to work. It's for the money, but like, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of endeavor in certain things and the reward itself is the effort, which is, it's interesting and it seems a bit backwards in your brain, but I, I recommend like trying it when it comes to something difficult, like whether it's like exercising or work. I'm a very impatient person, so this is very difficult for me to, like, do that. Like, yeah. I've been impatient my whole life, and I'm trying to really, really work on that. I will openly say that because I feel like, you know, other people might understand impatience. Um, but I wanted to kind of go – I wanted to ask you, like, what do you struggle with as a creator, creative? Like, what is something that that you find yourself, like, not good enough or you continually trying to improve on yeah so right now is the business side of things okay like i've spent covid and like the years before that learning Mm -hmm. photography learning cinematography right i have a good base i have have a good knowledge of it that i could make easy money with not easy money but i can make money with it yeah now i am working on the creative direction side like i I do a lot of creative direction but i'm trying to elevate it like that's where i'm trying to really push right now Mm -hmm. because i find if my ideas are the top of the top then the product is going to be insane like it's going to be like crazy commercial worthy mm-hmm. worthy because like i can shoot it not a problem now it's like i need messaging that will connect with people and entice people so much that they're going to buy or whatever the yeah. objective is like i've learned a lot about it i, I do it a lot like I, I work at godspeed and i'm a assistant creative director right now mm-hmm. and like he's teaching me a bunch of of like his ways of doing it and how to do it purposefully right and that's where a lot of a lot of creative direction especially at the start is the discovery is learning learning like deep dive in and have a deep understanding of somebody Mm -hmm. or the or the business or whatnot to being able to do that so i'm i'm learning i'm learning more on that and just just the marketing part yeah like i find it's it's weird man like I've I've had this conversation with a couple of people now, yeah. and like it clicked in this year, and I was like, why is it clicking in now? It clicked in that if your work is good or not, it depends on the people you know. Okay. It really doesn't matter how good you are, to a certain degree. Yeah. Like, Joe Joe can have uh, can have uh, twenty clients more than me and be making like six figures easy, and his work is like a quarter of the quality. Mm-hmm. It's like how. 
the connections and he knows how to speak to people properly. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it doesn't, it didn't click into like this year. Cause like I was always so focused. Like I'll do six months on lighting, six months on photography, cinematography, learning yeah. everything, blah, blah, blah. So that's why my focus was so in the actual product and the art. Cause I love art. So that's what it was in that my product got so good that now I need to actually get the connections enough to be able to pitch to the yeah. higher people to get the gigs. Exactly. And that's where I'm at right now is like my... Improving um, on that, like the distribution yeah. of your... Like you can create the art, but it's like now how are you going to get the art into the hands of whoever? Yeah, or... and it's just getting the work out. Because like I, I'm used to agency work, mm-hmm. which is like they sell, I do the work properly. Right. So I'm, I know the work. I know how to do it in and out. Not mm-hmm. a problem from A to Z. Now it's like the actual getting clients part. Okay. So... Like I, that's why I've been building some strategies and stuff and getting that done. Yeah. Um. Like it's it's still there. It's good. I just have to like. That's my weaker point between the two that I have to improve now. Yeah. That's cool. But, well, good yeah. luck with whatever. Yeah. How, yeah. However you you develop in that in that realm, I think it'll definitely. Yeah. It'll it'll definitely uh, elevate the other stuff that you do. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's yeah. It's just getting the right clients that are the right fit. Yeah. Because it's, it's it's the thing is like I was talking this morning to my other meeting is like I don't just snap shots and call it a day. Mm-hmm. I actually go through the creative process, the deep dive, learning somebody, like doing all that research and learning what is the best outcome to grow that business and yeah. how do I do it creatively in with pictures and videos. And that's what I do is everything, yeah. is all that. I don't just that's snap cool. a couple shots and then hopefully your product makes yourself money. Yeah. I do the whole process and the strategy and that's what sells is the strategy. Yeah, campaigns, campaigns is not just beautiful work. Like, advertisement coca-cola nike whatever company it's not just beautiful advertisements that they put out and you're like wow that's so beautiful let me buy their product the messaging behind it is what really grabs people yeah and that's what that's why it's like i do all of that so it's learning to find clients or good connections that understand that or i have to teach them Mm -hmm. but that can understand that and know what it's worth compared to just somebody that can just snap a shot yeah which is not a diss to snapping shots like I've done that all my life at the start. It's just a different... You just got to peel the onion. Yeah, yeah. That's what I found. It's like, I, I find, and it continues to fascinate me, is how, like, w- this realm, the space of creativity, is it's like, you can always go a layer deeper into it. So it's just like this infinite onion that you keep peeling and <laughs> yep. peeling and peeling. And just, just when I would think, like, oh, I know so much now, like, I'm ready. And then I'd I'd work with what I know. And then I'd... A, a new situation would happen. I'd work with someone, and uh, something something uniquely challenging will will, will arise, and I'm like, oh crap! I, I don't I don't have the the skill set or the tools to do this. I need to learn a bit more. And I absolutely love how you said creativity starts with discovery and learning. And it's it's it is definitely like I think I think we can just like close off the season of the creatives mm-hmm. like that's that's the end of the show because <laughs> creativity starts with discovery end of story go learn we'll come back in like three years <laughs> oh man oh, but man. uh man this has been a very yeah. uh insightful conversation with you and yeah, i yeah. feel like i've gotten to know you a little bit better yeah. gotten to know the way you think and i think i hope people listening can understand uh about the way you think and maybe they've just seen the forefront of what you create but now maybe hearing the back end of things may inspire them so i'm i'm grateful for yeah. you coming on to this episode appreciate it man and, always uh, a pleasure yeah man i want to just kind of we'll, we'll close off here with a couple couple more points like yep. so given that you know we're in this modern world with so many tools what is 
what's your favorite part about being a, a creative in the modern world that we are in man the connections and the net not networking but yeah just the possibilities and the story the possibilities are endless absolutely it is insane like you can blow up on any platform and just boom have have your whole business uh forgot our name anyways but there's a lot of people that just blow up and then they do their things then boom it's just like it's i don't know it's mind-boggling like how technology has actually boosted things yeah absolutely for good and worse of course the connection issue but the way you can like like span your work is insane so like i can talk to a bunch of people in new york right now if i wanted to and Mm -hmm. get some gigs there or la or whatever like it's just so much quicker and nicer now which is great challenging because you have to now try to compete against the large market of the whole world trying to do the same exact thing yeah right but it's yeah it's nice that's awesome i think i mean i think anybody listed you're you're at a unique advantage if you turn a camera on and talk to it because like we're all like we're all we all have a camera in our hands like for several hours a day a week but like you can be instantly at an advantage if you just turn on the camera and say what you're thinking, say what you're feeling, and um, it's it's beautiful. Like yeah. it's 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 challenging. With great uh, power <laughs> comes great responsibility, I guess, because the power of communication. You know, we can we can communicate so easily. It's kind of like a paradox; like it contradicts itself. We can communicate so easily, but we we also can't because now we're scared and yeah it's, it's a, weird it is a it's weird. very weird yeah but but that's that's interesting it's nice to hear uh how you feel about it um we're gonna kind of close this off here um thank you for listening or watching however you're consuming this podcast uh we do have a discord community uh which will be linked in the description of the podcast and if you can't find it just shoot us a message and we'll send you the invite link. That Discord community was just created as a as a space for people to interact and uh, have have somewhere to go to share their work or just bounce ideas. So it's called the Creatives as well, and it's it's free to join, and anybody can join from anywhere in the world. Um, so check that out and check out Francois on Instagram. We'll put that. Is it just is it just at Francois Mittens? Yeah, yeah. at Francois Mittens. Uh, and again, thank you to our sponsor, Panorams Media, for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, and we are in a bush today. Beautiful November day, 20 degrees. <laughs> um, this has been episode two of The Creatives with Francois Mittens. Um, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Amazing. Thanks for coming along. Great chat. Yeah, man, that was awesome. Yeah. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of The Creatives and come on this show, and have a conversation with me. Let's let's chat. You know, drop slide into the DMs. Email, email at the the creatives at gmail.com. I couldn't find the original <laughs> one. Just the the creatives. It's not a typo. It's actually the name is the the creatives. They're so good. You have to say it twice. Before. The the creatives. Yeah. So uh, get in contact with us, and and we'll see about setting something up in the future. But for now, have a great day, and see you on the next episode. Awesome. How's it going, man? That was awesome, dude. Sweet, nailed it. That was amazing. <laughs>